This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll It was a few days before the chief rabbi of Frankfurt was going to pass away. And being a great tzaddik and a great leader, he knew that his end was coming. And he turned to three of the most distinguished leaders of the community. And he said to them, After I leave this world, you're going to have to find a replacement for me as the chief rabbi. And even though I don't know who that holy Jew is, I was given a certain level of prophecy. And I can tell you that whoever can answer these three questions will be the next chief rabbi of Frankfurt. And he slowly gave over these very complicated, deep Torah questions. The delegation wrote them down. And a few days later, the great rabbi said Shema and left this world. And the delegation, after bearing the rabbi, began their search for the new chief rabbi of the Frankfurt community. Now, the community in Frankfurt was a very ancient community, going all the way back to the 1200s. And they couldn't just have anyone as their rabbi. They needed somebody who was a scholar, and a mensch, and a tzaddik. So they decided the first place they would look was in Krakow, in Poland. Because if you've listened to any of the previous stories, you've probably heard of the Holy Jews in Krakow. And so this delegation knew that was the good place to look. And they started asking around, does anybody know a great rabbi, great tzaddik? And they heard that it happened to be on that Shabbos that there was the bar mitzvah of the son of one of the wealthiest Jews in Krakow. And the entire community was invited. So the members of the delegation from Frankfurt, of course, they were also invited. They figured this might be an opportunity to meet a great rabbi. In the middle of the bar mitzvah, the boy finishes reading the Torah, of course, and he gets up to deliver a speech as is the custom, and everyone quiets down. And even though he was only 13 years old, He was clearly a very intelligent boy. And he gave over a very deep, revealing, very deep speech which showed that he had a great deal of Torah knowledge. It was actually the most impressive bar mitzvah speech anyone had ever heard. And then the boy said, In my preparation for this speech, my melamed, my teacher, gave me three difficult questions to answer. And then he listed them one by one and gave the answer for each one. Now these were the exact three questions that the late chief rabbi of Frankfurt had told the delegation before he left this world. And so of course everyone in the audience was very impressed that the bar mitzvah boy could ask and answer these questions. But more shocked than anyone was the delegation who could hardly believe their ears. Now they knew that of course the boy was not going to be the future chief rabbi of Frankfurt. They figured it had to be his malamid. They had to find his teacher. And so they started asking around, and it didn't take long to find the boy's Melamed, whose name was Rabbi Yosef Shmuel, the Melamed, the teacher. Of course, this was already after Shabbos, and when they found Rabbi Yosef Shmuel, he was sitting in the Beit Midrash, surrounded by a group of young boys. And he was dressed very simply and poorly, and they looked at him, and they thought, is this our man? We're not sure. He certainly doesn't look like a distinguished scholar. And they went over to him right in the middle of his teaching, and they said, Rabbi Yosef Shmuel, We'd like to have a word with you about an urgent matter. But he looked up at them and he said, Excuse me, gentlemen, but right now I am teaching these boys. And since I'm an employee and I'm getting paid to teach them, it's not responsible to stop teaching them right now to speak with you. So when I finish teaching them, 
you are welcome to have a conversation with me. And then Reb Yosef Shmuel went back to teaching the boys. Now someone else might have found this disrespectful, but for the delegation, this only made them more impressed. Here was a person of ethics, clearly feared Hashem, and was very loyal to his job. And so they patiently waited for the end of the day to speak with Reb Yosef Shmuel. He finished teaching, and the delegation was waiting for him in the Beit Midrash. And Rabbi Yosef Shmuel says, How may I help you, gentlemen? They said, Rabbi, you may not have heard, but the rabbi of our community, the great rabbi of the Frankfurt Jewish community, passed away recently. And before he died, he told us that only someone who could answer these three questions would be the next chief rabbi of Frankfurt. And to our shock and surprise, the bar mitzvah boy asked and answered the questions. Now, we didn't assume that the bar mitzvah boy would know these questions himself. We figured he must have learned it from his Malamid, which is you. So we came here to appoint you as the chief rabbi of Frankfurt. Mazel tov, rabbi. You're going to be a very wealthy man. We're a very wealthy community. We have a beautiful big home for you to live in. You'll be given all the honor and respect that a great rabbi deserves. Everything you need will be provided for you and your family. You won't lack for anything. No more being a malamid for little kids anymore. You're going to be a great rabbi of a great community. And Yosef Shmuel, he listened to these men, and he looked at them, and he said, Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming here. I really appreciate it, and I understand that your rabbi gave you guidance, but I am not your man. You see, I'm not looking to be a great rabbi, and I'm not looking for money, clothes, and a big house. I already have a job. I'm a malamid. I teach these little boys here, and that's what I do. And I'm quite happy with my job, and I'm not looking for another one. So thank you very much for coming, but I'm not interested. The delegation was shocked. They said, Rabbi, you don't understand. We're from Frankfurt. This is a distinguished Jewish community with a great deal of money and influence. And Yosef Shmuel said, I understand, and I hope you find the right rabbi for your community. It's just not me. But the delegation didn't give up. They stayed in Krakow for a few more days, and every day at the end of teaching, they were standing there in the Beit Midrash, waiting for Yosef Shmuel. Each time they brought money, they brought gifts. They did everything they could to try to convince him to become their rabbi. But every time he turned them down. And after enough days of this, they realized that they weren't going to convince Reb Yosef Shmuel to become the rabbi. And feeling dejected and a bit depressed, they decided they had to leave and find somebody else. They got in their carriage and they started leaving. And just about an hour outside of Krakow, the carriage broke. And they were stuck there. They sent the driver with one of the horses to go back and bring another carriage or someone to fix it. But in the meantime, they had no choice but to sit by the side of the road and just wait for the driver to come back. And after a few hours of sitting there, trying to figure out what they were going to do, how they were going to find their new rabbi, all of a sudden, a messenger comes on horseback, and he speaks to them in Yiddish, and he says, I'm here from Rabbi Yosef Shmuel on a special mission. They said, what do you mean? We're done with Yosef Shmuel. He doesn't want the job. And the messenger said, you don't understand. The Malamid became very sick, and it seemed like overnight, he only had a few days left to live. The doctor told him he might even die that night. Chas v'shalom. And when Rabbi Yosef Shmuel heard this, he cried out to Hashem, and he said, Master of the universe, if you really want me to be the chief rabbi of Frankfurt, I'll do it. Just heal me, please, Hashem, please heal me. And as soon as he said those words, all of a sudden he started feeling better. The doctor was brought in and the doctor said, it seems like the illness has passed. 
But since Rabbi Yosef Shmuel was still very weak from being sick, he sent me to tell you that he's willing to take the job. And so, a few weeks later, Rabbi Yosef Shmuel arrived in the community of Frankfurt, who greeted him with a great celebration. It was obviously clear that Rabbi Yosef Shmuel was meant to be the leader, the chief rabbi of Frankfurt, and everyone was amazed at the prophetic vision of their former chief rabbi, who gave them the guidance to find his holy successor. One more short story. There once was a woman who was known to be a tzaddikit, a very righteous and pious woman. And her husband was wealthy and learned Torah. And they merited to have both wealth and Torah learning at the same time. Which, as we know from Rabbi Nachman, only comes when somebody's at an ultimate level of humility. And it was her minhag, her custom, to get up every Friday morning very early and go with her servant to the marketplace. And this particular Friday, she came across a beautiful, fine fish. And she bought it le Kovid Shabbos Kodesh, in honor of the Holy Shabbos. And on the way home, she noticed that the fish was still alive, that its head and its tail were still quivering. And she was so overjoyed by her good luck and having such a fresh fish that she said to Hashem, Master of the universe, here you gave me such a beautiful fish for the holy Shabbos. Now you have to give me a beautiful guest who can share this fish with me and my family. And later that day, a carriage stops in front of her door. And a very regal person comes out. Nobody knew who he was, but he was shining, and it was clearly a great tzaddik. And the whole household came out to meet him and invited him in to honor the Shabbos with them. And the holy visitor, his name was Rabbi Yitzchak, spent the entire Shabbos at the house of this righteous woman. And after the third meal on Saturday afternoon, Rabbi Yitzchak went to lie down to take a short nap. And in his dream, he asked what was the purpose that he had been sent there. And he was told in his dream, that the only reason that he was sent there was to spend Shabbos with this holy woman, because she was the daughter of a great Torah scholar, and she herself was known for her tzedekis, for her righteousness and her holiness. And on Friday morning, she cried out to Hashem that she needed a guest that would equal the fish that she had bought for Shabbos. And it was decided in heaven that this Rabbi Yitzchak, who was the greatest tzaddik of his generation, would travel to her house and spend Shabbos there. And after Shabbos was over, Everybody walked Rabbi Yitzchak out to his carriage, and just before he left, he said to the righteous woman, Please, have compassion on me. The next time you want a special guest, please don't ask Hashem for me. You know, on Friday morning, I was very far from here, and I had no intention of coming here for Shabbos. But when you made your request, my carriage turned in another direction, and no matter how hard I tried to turn the horses to bring me back home, they kept going here. And I only got here a few minutes before Shabbos. So please, next time, ask Hashem for guests. But please don't ask for me to come here again for Shabbos. It was a pleasure to spend Shabbos with you. 
But next time, ask Hashem to send you the poorest of the poor guests. They're much more righteous than me. Mina, na, na.